This June 6th fire may have been the best thing that ever happened to Seattle, but it sure made shopping a hassle. We'll return with a unique story of how one city rebuilt after disaster when the American countryside returns after this. I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report, the only weekend television show that features some of agriculture's biggest names. From custom commentary from John Phipps to the stories of antique iron with Machinery Pete to a list of more than 30 marketing analysts, our weekly program focuses on the topics that matter most to you. We invite you to join us each weekend for U.S. Farm Report, timely, trusted tradition. Hi, I'm Ag Day host Clinton Griffiths, and I invite you to join me each morning as we cover the nation's food system, from fields of green to orchards of orange and livestock everywhere in between. America runs on agriculture, and here at Ag Day, agriculture is what we do best. Listen as our analysts track the markets, learn about innovations in technology and sustainability, and live the country lifestyle through the eyes of rural America. Join me, Clinton Griffiths, for Ag Day, the country experience. Most of the time, people would consider a raging fire sweeping through the heart of downtown to be a very bad thing. But as Seattle historian Rick Botel will tell you, this fire in Seattle was perhaps a good thing. Glue in those days came in solid bricks. 2.30 in the afternoon, the glue pot boils over, starts a fire. 33 blocks flat in 12 hours. The fire consumed every building and allowed the city to consider raising part of its downtown area called Pioneer Square. In the year after the fire, business owners began rebuilding using stone instead of wood. It took planners a full 12 months, though, before they could begin hauling dirt from the hills to raise the city's foundations above sea level. The delay created one of the most unusual sites to be found in any city, anywhere. The city said, well, we own the streets, so we're just going to raise the streets up 10 feet, starting here at First Avenue, and then they terraced them going up the hill as they were regrading so that First Avenue was 10 feet high, Second Avenue was 15 feet high, and so on, till you got the Sixth Avenue, which had walls 35 feet above the ground. As Botel describes, what resulted was a new Seattle downtown with streets graded to lie 10 to 35 feet above the first floors of the buildings. It made a short walk seem like a mountainous climb. You had to climb ladders. So if you wanted to cross First Avenue, you'd have to go to the intersection, climb the ladder, cross the street, but then you'd have to go down the ladder on the other side, back down to the ground. It was a hassle. The system just didn't work, and businesses began to close and move from Seattle. In the 1890s, though, the city began raising the sidewalks to the same level as the streets, and this meant that the second floor of most downtown buildings now became the first floor where people entered. The lower floors were not filled in, but were now under the city sidewalks, creating what is today known as the Seattle Underground. Traveling the countryside in Seattle, Washington, I'm Andrew McRae. 